you can become overwhelmed if you give yourself an unrealistic number of tasks to complete. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. Welcome to the Power to Live More In Between show. Every other week, I share an interview with an interesting guest sharing their top tips, tools and strategies about how they use their power to live more. In between, I share my own content along with a summary of the tools, tips and strategies shared in the previous week's interview in the form of Joe's Gems. Today, we're again talking about how to be more productive. How productive people think. If you want to become more productive, it helps to understand how productive people think. Even if this way of thinking doesn't come naturally to you, you can adopt these principles and apply them to your own work life. Priorities matter. People who are the most productive are clear about their priorities. They know that some things are more important than others and they're able to attack the most important things first. If this isn't your usual habit, start each day by making a list of tasks and placing them in order of priority. This will help you get the most important things done first and even help you to eliminate tasks that aren't really necessary. Understanding priorities also makes it easy to delegate tasks and avoid things that might take you away from reaching your goals. Plan for success. Productive people generally make a plan. They may schedule their next day at the end of their current work day. This makes it easy to jump right into work the next day without having to take time to decide what's next on the list. Personally, I don't do that. I make a list on the morning and then I jump into it from there. Uh, But uh, some people do find it easier to do it the day before. And there's some argument that says that your brain sort of works through some of those priorities overnight, if you like, knowing that you're going to be working on them the next day. So uh, often that can be helpful. Eliminate time wasters. There are many things throughout the day that could threaten to take away from productivity. Productive people know how to put those time wasters on the back burner and stick to the important work. It could be social media, chatty co-workers, emails, text messages, phone calls or reading online news that prevents you from getting your business done. Set those things aside and schedule a specific time when you'll allow yourself to participate in those things rather than just doing that on an ad hoc basis because then that can really quickly distract you and on a regular basis too. Take responsibility. People who are productive are happy to take responsibility for both their successes and their failures. Rather than looking to point the finger at someone else, they make sure to stay accountable for their work. Learn from mistakes. When you're working to be more productive, it helps to understand that mistakes are learning tools. Productive people are aware that they'll make mistakes, but they look to learn from them instead of letting mistakes throw them off course or cause them to quit. Efficient tools. Productive people also know it's important to have the right tools to do the job. That means having a high quality computer, the proper software and even the right desk set up. When you have what you need in your workspace, it helps you to get more done. And the other thing I think with that is about having processes and systems 
that help you to get the job done as well, particularly when you're working on things that you have to keep doing on a regular basis. A good example for me being publishing the podcast, that until I had the correct process set up, it was really hard to get it done in a timely, regular way because I was sort of reinventing the wheel every time. So it's important to have great tools, but also important to have good systems and processes set up that you can replicate. So think about your own productivity levels. Where can you make changes in your mindset to become more productive? You know, small changes can lead to big results. Organisation leads to better productivity. If you're struggling to be productive, it could be a lack of organisation at the root of the problem. For some people, organisation comes naturally, but for most people, it requires some energy to learn organisation skills. And even if you're not inherently organised, there are many things you can do to improve your organisation one step at a time. Clean your work area. If your work area looks like it was the victim of a recent natural disaster, your productivity will suffer. The first step towards better organisation is cleaning your work area. This means getting rid of rubbish, organising papers in file folders or binders, designating storage spaces for office supplies and throwing away materials that are duplicates or that you no longer need. And the same goes for your computer and your email. If your computer desktop has 50 icons on it and your email list has hundreds or even thousands on the uh, in the inbox, then it's time to clean those areas too. Make sure that all important documents are stored in logical folders so that you can find them easily and remove any unused icons from your desktop. Spend a day organising email so that your unimportant emails are deleted and important emails are organised so you can refer to them when you need them. And if you have unread mail, then read it. <laughs> Use a planner. Productive people plan each day with purpose. Using a daily planner, either on paper or electronically, can help you stay on track and become more productive. And you can plan the next day's work at the end of your work day so you can begin fresh the next day and know what needs to be done first or do that plan first thing in the morning before you get stuck into whatever you need to get done that day. Focus your efforts. Instead of worrying about trying to do everything at once, learn to focus instead of multitasking. Set designated times or a time each day to read your email and respond to voicemail and work on social media, so those distracting things, but then spend the rest of your day on the more important tasks that are moving you towards your goals. Don't procrastinate. Sometimes it's tempting to put off tasks that are less desirable, and I should know because I do it all the time, (laughs) but all it does is get you behind schedule and uh, you put off the inevitable. You have to do it in the end anyway. Um, So when you need to do something, Use self-discipline to get that task completed and then move on. Um, what I try to do is is break the task down into smaller tasks and try and get those done on a gradual basis rather than leave the whole thing till nearer the deadline where it's all a bit of a panic. But it's uh, always a work in progress for me as far as procrastination and deadlines. So stick to a routine. It's easier to be productive when you stick to a consistent schedule instead of doing things differently each day. It might sound boring, but over time you'll find you actually like the regularity of a routine. Well, you may do if you're like most people um, and you'll get more done in less time. There's lots of people out there talking about having particular routines and rituals in the morning to get your day set up. And uh, that might be something to to do uh, some investigating into. Prioritising your work. So one of the best ways to improve your productivity is to prioritise. But if you're new to goal setting and time management, it can be tough to know how to do that. And it does vary from person to person as to what suits you as well. So here's some ideas to help you. 
Brainstorm. The first thing you should do is make a list of everything that needs to get done. And that includes tasks for clients, tasks for yourself, and other tasks that need to get done to get your work moving forwards. Put everything you can think of on that list. And actually using that as an on, on an ongoing basis um, can be a really good practice to make sure that you're not uh, keeping all this stuff in your head, getting in the way of getting things done. You're actually getting it all out into some sort of capture system. Determine time sensitivity. Some tasks need to be done urgently, while other tasks aren't as time sensitive. So take the list that you brainstormed and divide the tasks into two categories, the urgent or the non-urgent. And urgent things are those that are related to upcoming deadlines. Determine the importance. In addition to knowing what's important time-wise, it's also important to look at the importance of the task. So a task is important if it supports the overall vision of your business and supports bigger goals and priorities. Some tasks are not as important but do need to get done. And you may even find there are tasks that aren't really that important at all and you can just delete them. So rank both of the lists, the urgent and the non-urgent lists, by the relative importance. Then know your limits. You can become overwhelmed if you give yourself an unrealistic number of tasks to complete. Be realistic about what you can accomplish in any given amount of time. Overloading your to-do list can cause you to become paralysed because you've got so much to do and then in, in the end you actually get less done. Set time limits for tasks. If you tend to spend too much time on a task seeking perfection, then you need to give yourself time limits so that you don't focus on one thing for too long while neglecting other things. So that means throwing some of that perfectionism out of the window. And I I always like the phrase, done is better than perfect. Uh, Set deadlines. When you feel you have all the time in the world to complete a project, you're less likely to get it done in a reasonable amount of time. You know, how many times do we manage to get everything done before we have to go on holiday? Sort of twice as much as we normally would have done because we have that deadline. Set deadlines so that you can be motivated to finish in less time and get more done. And allow time for personal projects. Sometimes you'll find there are things you want to do for your business that aren't necessarily critical at the time. Don't forget to give yourself the time to work on those projects that you enjoy so you feel fulfilled and happy, which will help you to be more productive. When you learn how to prioritise your work, you'll know which tasks need to be done right away and which ones can wait. In the end, you'll get more done and you'll feel better about the work that you do. Hopefully these tips have helped you to think about how you can better organise and prioritise your work. Joe's Jams. This is the part of the show where I do a recap of the key points of last week's interview, the stuff that I really liked and the apps, books, tips and tools that were shared. There are many challenges that we face each day as work-at-home entrepreneurs. One challenge, which drastically differs from working for an employer, is finding a quiet, distraction-free area to get work done. Last week, my guest was Bev Hepting, a home-based public speaking coach and trainer, speaker and the founder of Discover Your Voice with Bev Hepting and host of the Discover Your Voice podcast. She joined me to discuss why she prefers having a dedicated room in her home that she uses as an office to work on her business and with clients. She also shared some powerful tools, tips and strategies that she uses that have helped her improve her productivity and organise her day so that she has the power to live more. Many home-based business owners start their career with limited funds, limited resources and limited space. So they begin their journey, often working from their kitchen table, living room, sofa or even their bedrooms. But many savvy home-based business owners quickly realise the benefits of having a dedicated, specific room in their house to use as their office. 
Bev talked about some of the benefits of having a dedicated office being firstly that it allows you to work in a quiet environment away from children, pets and other distractions. That's clearly where I'm going wrong because our house rabbit comes in my room and makes a right old racket. (laughs) Um, A dedicated office may also provide some tax advantages to you and your business and you can decorate your office with pictures and and items that will keep you motivated and inspired that don't get moved around when other people are, are using a room where you're having to share. When I asked Bev where she likes to do most of her work, she said, I overtook what was the spare bedroom and it was a tiny room so it couldn't really be called a bedroom and that made it easier to say I'm taking over because I needed to sort of go into somewhere to work and then leave somewhere to work otherwise I struggled personally with that whole division bit. So yes I have an office and I have all sorts of lovely things around to motivate me and keep me going. So she says she, although she does the bulk of her work in her office she does admit that she sometimes does allow uh, work to creep into her home life and she says sometimes she'll be sitting there in the evening on her computer her laptop in the in the lounge and um, suddenly realize that she's forgotten to do something so she'll you know catch up with things while she's watching some of the as she describes it rubbish on the tv <laughs> but she does say that she tries to be disciplined and you know for some people having a separate office with a door that you can close at the end of the day can be a really good way of keeping that uh, gap between uh, business and home life even when you've got your office at home We talked about structuring your day to suit your needs and Bev shared some powerful tips and strategies about how to structure your day to make the biggest impact on your work and your clients and the world around you. She says that despite what some experts and researchers may say, finding the best time and structuring your schedule and daily tasks around when you work best has been critical for her in terms of staying productive and balancing her work life and home life. She talked very much about being aware of your energy levels and what works for you and literally building what you do around that as opposed to listening too much to what other people say. And it's certainly something I believe in, which is very much about it's all very personal to you and working out what suits you best and then crafting your business and your life around you rather than sort of trying to copy what uh, other people are telling you. When we talked about productivity strategies and techniques, Bev explained that she uses what she calls a trusty diary (laughs) and she uses a social media planner to keep track of the tasks, projects and ideas she has for running her business. She explained that she's a big ideas person, so she uses a coach to help her keep accountable uh, for the goals that she sets for herself. Um, she said the coach keeps trying to make her do plans and she doesn't like doing plans, (laughs) so... um, but the social media plan that she does um, has really helped her to um, t- talk in terms of a uh, production calendar, if you like, for getting content um, sorted. So she'll say, you know, I know I've got to do a video on Friday and I've got to do my podcast on Tuesday. And that sort of creates some structure for t- for her to, I guess, sort of fill in the gaps with the content and not, uh, not worry so much about um, starting, you know, with a blank sheet, as it were. She's, you know, she does have some structure uh, in there. Some of the other productivity strategies we talked about was about keeping a list of emails that you want to create or ideas you have to refer to later. So, um, you know, as, as ideas pop up, writing them down so that you've got them for when you're ready to do that rather than sort of interrupting yourself. Um, training yourself to tackle each task on your list in order, even if it's something you don't want to do. So you don't sort of just pick and choose the stuff that you enjoy the most. And, um, she also talked about considering joining a, a 30-day 
challenge so if you really wanted to do something then then you know see if there's a challenge that's available where everybody's working every day for 30 days on whatever this thing is whether it may be in her case it was blogging um you know it may be um that it's it's you know another topic but you know try and find a a way of motivating yourself to do that in along with other people some of the resources we talked about uh, were Canva, which you can use for creating images very easily online. Grammarly, which is a tool that can help you to basically get your grammar right as you're writing and can sort of correct you and suggest changes as you, you do that. Uh, Bev and I know each other through the virtual speaking pro community that was set up by Wendy Kia, who was on one of our earlier shows. Um, so Bev recommended that as somewhere to learn about uh, speaking online. And then she also talked about web text tool, Insightly, Meet Edgar, which is uh, something I also use for scheduling social media updates, Infusionsoft, which is a, a sophisticated uh, CRM to enable you to uh, manage your customer relationships, but also your email marketing and uh, potentially uh, your uh, online selling and that sort of thing, and Buffer as well for social media scheduling, which I also use. We also talked about staying healthy and relaxed as a home-based business owner, and Bev shared some unique strategies that she uses to ensure that she stays healthy and fit and relaxed. She actually suffers from something called fibromyalgia, uh, which is a, a musculoskeletal condition that causes fatigue sleep challenges and pain throughout the body and she actually talked about finding comfort from uh, the condition by using Reiki and she uh, talked about how good that has been for her um, and also that she takes the time to meditate and tries to eat more healthily to improve um, her health and, and help her to feel better uh, as well you know despite the fact that, that she's got uh, the fibromyalgia uh, stuff you know going on and causing ongoing issues. And then we talked about investing in yourself through learning and coaching. Bev and I discussed quite a bit about the importance of hiring a coach and taking courses to improve yourself and what you offer to the world. Bev also recommended a book called From Fear to Eternity, 212 Ways to Let Go of Limiting Beliefs and Shift Your Energy into Higher Consciousness Living by Gina Diane Harding. Sounds an interesting book. I think I'll be checking that one out. And then we talked about how you handle bad days, you know, those days when things don't seem to go according to plan. And Bev shared really valuable insight on why you should not force yourself to push through those bad days. She says you should just take a seat, relax and regroup your thoughts and strategies. Because she said, you know, if you force yourself through bad times, sometimes all you're doing is compounding it and making it worse. And by accepting the fact that everything's gone wrong and it's awful and things seem really bad, by allowing your body to sort of go with it, perhaps have a cry, a scream or whatever, um, have a bit of a temper tantrum. She said it's uh, sometimes more willing the next day to then get up and go and, you know, say, okay, we've got that out of our system, let's start again sort of thing. So I thought it was quite an interesting insight. If you want to get in touch with Bev, that you can then you can find out more about what she does by going to Discover Your Voice with Bev Hepting, her website, or D Discover Your Voice on Facebook or the Discover Your Voice podcast. All this information is available in the show notes on the website, powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 34. The website's the place to go if you want to find out how I can help you to improve your productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience, your power to live more. And that's where you do more of what you want to do. 
If you're listening to this in the summer of 2017, you need to know that I'm launching a new mastermind group in September to help business owners to improve your productivity, organization and well-being to enable you to reduce your overwhelm and live more alongside having a successful career and business. More information coming soon. If you're on my list, you'll hear as soon as the details are live. And if you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash power checklist, you can download my five fundamentals checklist to review your life and business and get on my list. Or you can email me at joe at powertolivemore.com if you want to find find out more about it now. Again, the link for this show is powertolivemore.com forward slash 34. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. Use your power to live more.